Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear Alice. We are talking about lighting today. It's a very complex <laughs> situation out there, folks. And um, this all came about because I got a request. Somebody DM'd me, actually. And they wanted to know, like, when do I use a can? What are cans good for, in your opinion? And I was like, you know what? This is a very good question because we're constantly wrestling with it from house to house, everywhere we go. So we do have opinions. As we sat down to really outline this podcast, I learned how passionate we are about it. (laughs) And we even actually weighed in with our favorite electrician, Mark. We called him up and we were like, Mark, let's talk about can lighting for a minute. Let's get the 411. Mark had some ideas. We were like 70% in agreement with him. And we're going to tell you why we disagree with him on the other 30%. Um, So lots to talk about. Let's unpack it. <laughs> Let's unpack it. Do you guys listen to those podcasts where they uh-huh. where they use the word unpack? Uh, I'm just trying. I'm just trying. We're one it of lately. them now. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. It's it's us. Too we have now. a lot to unpack today, everyone. <laughs> yeah, we do. The okay. RCP yes stands for Reflected Ceiling Plan. So, what is an RCP? That is like when you're building a house and you have all that big pile of papers that are drawings to help the builder build this house. The RCP, the Reflected Ceiling Plan is where the architect and hopefully your designer or electrical engineer lays that out so you know how many cans to put in places so you're brightly illuminated. And so we always look over this with a fine tooth comb and, and we slash half those cans we sure and do. get rid of them. <laughs> we sure do. I cannot remember what architect it was, but um, cans are great in lots of spaces. Um, and we're going to talk about those spaces. One architect did liken them to acne of the ceiling. Yes. Which I thought was really interesting, and I've never looked at them the same way since. I will tell you, in all of our photo shoots that we do in people's homes, we Photoshop the cans out. They're not cute. So I don't want you to think that we don't use cans in our project, but they are acne on the ceiling. So we just like a certain amount because we know we're going to give people a beautiful central decorative fixture. And then the cans, in my opinion, are just to wash the perimeter of the room. Or illuminate pathways, make your, your kitchen hallway. brighter when you're cleaning it. Yes. I think we've said this on the podcast before that we don't even, in our own homes, we don't turn on the cans unless we're cleaning the house. Yeah, unless when, we have to. Yeah, unless you have to. When we're home, like we're going to turn on the decorative fixtures with a dimmer and we're going to turn on our lamps. Yeah. And Nothing so, kills a mood like a can light. I know, social suicide. We don't look good. Sure. Yeah, it is. I mean, here's the thing about cans today, though. And Mark was just teaching us this yesterday. The newer cans do have a toggle on the backside that you can change the temperature from 2700 Kelvin to five three thousand. No, 5, it was five. Yeah, to five thousand yeah, Kelvin. Twenty seven hundred is the warmest. And then it moves up to 5,000 where it's so cold that you look like an alien and the whites of your eyes are glowing in the dark. <laughs> That's my least favorite. There's a. I was being dramatic. Yeah. They really aren't, but it does look like an alien lives there. It's just yeah. too white. And, and I guarantee you all listen within the sound of my voice. If you have ever sent your husband, I know this is sexist. So just don't, don't get mad at me right now. If you have ever sent your husband to Home Depot to pick up light bulbs, he has grabbed the two white. I've done bulbs. that. 
Yeah. Or the daylight, because I thought that. the daylight Don't, would be awesome. Daylight's too... It's not daylight, guys. It's, it's not, not the freaking sun in the mm. light bulb. It's too white. You don't want the sun inside it's, your it's, house. It's the kind of white that's slightly blue. You don't want daylight light bulbs. I know you all have them. I know I can hear you booing. You're throwing things right now, but you need to know that you want that really warm light. It's going to be way more romantic. Your skin's going to look prettier in it. And you're not going to have that sort of standing under fluorescent lights effect. So anyway, your can lights, if you've built recently, I don't know how many years ago they started doing this. You could pull your can light out I of the ceiling. I honestly think it's been in the slack past year. It has. Yeah. It's oh, been a son year. Of a gun. <laughs> okay. You can change your bulbs though. Oh you can yeah. Get, yeah. You can get well, warmer no, bulbs. No, because my, my, I built seven years ago. Mm-hmm. My cans are molded LED. Oh really? Light. So in. yeah. So you can't, it, the whole thing is like molded together you. the trim mm-hmm. with everything else. Well, just then if you want warmer light, say 2,700 to 3,000 Kelvin, stay in that. That's yeah, your temperature. Realm. Yeah. Yep. Everybody. And they say 3,000 is just for like high functioning areas. That's your kitchen. Yeah. That's like Ooh. a craft room or, you know, somewhere you need to focus. Do not do it in your bedroom. Oh, nothing kills the mood. Yeah. <laughs> Faster than a 3,000. Yes. I'll tell you that right now. If you built in the year 2020, <laughs> it sounds like, then maybe you could uh, take a can out and you could toggle that um, away. Go ahead and get yourself a candle. You could move your... <laughs> <laughs> Suzanne, Suzanne's doing a different podcast right now. <laughs> what, what do you want to say, Sue? <laughs> uh, Carry on. <laughs> I'm good. Are you sure? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. So um, if you did build within the last year, see if you can pull your can out and there's a toggle and maybe yours is hanging out in the 5,000 range. You're going to want to pull that thing down to 2,700. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome for that. I, I guarantee you, like the listeners right now, if they're driving somewhere at night through a neighborhood or whatever, they can see someone's house with two bright light. Oh, yeah. There's one house in it's between. It's unnatural. Yeah. yeah. It's an abduction. Yeah. And that's, that's what it looks like. It look the sound that it makes me is that's what I feel like inside this house sounds like it's it's crazy yeah no totally so funny well so your new can lights Corey since you're building right now you should be able to to do the toggle yeah I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna look you'll have to report back to all of the listeners right now and let us know how that goes how easy that is to switch those over definitely it is super helpful we recently were doing some new lighting down in a basement and a really lovely home here in Provo and she had some like interesting like wall treatments. Like there was some rock happening and some other things. And we're like, how do we correct this like lighting situation? And so Mark did. He brought those cans and he replaced them. So it is something you can replace. Oh, good. In your spaces. Because oh, it's hallelujah. the actual can. Like you yeah, just pull that out and you insert this new insert kit, whatever. And he just sat there and he toggled it until I liked what it was doing with everything else in the rest of the room, which was such a luxury. It was really wonderful. Oh, so that's so nice. it's not too late. Everyone, it's not yeah. too late. Replace Still your hope. cans. Yeah. That's good. Um, or replace your bulbs. Yep. Yeah. And you're going to want to hang out, like we said, in that 2,700 yeah. area. We think. Yeah. No more than 3,000. Yeah. But if you are building new, that RCP, when you look at that, um, hopefully you're working with a designer or someone. Um, but if you're working on your own, you just go through it and just make sure that you do have those lighting fixtures, like the decorative ceiling fixtures happening in the middle of those rooms. Like place those intentionally place sconces where you want sconces to be. All those will be reflected on that reflected ceiling plan. And then the cans happen after those things are centralized. So, yeah. yeah. And I think that most people to code are probably going to place cans um, every four to six feet. Mm -hmm. We think that you could go ahead and stretch those out 
like to, to six. Well, six, six basically yeah. what Mark was telling us is that the beam spread on your can is eight feet by the time it hits the floor. Mm-hmm. And you want those, um, you want those circles to overlap so that you get a nice, good overall lighting coverage. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do have other things happening in the room and you know it, like in my living room, I have a central, beautiful fixture. I have zero cans, but I have sconces on the wall and I have four lamps in that room and it's a living room. So it's meant to be elegant. I'm like, I don't need overhead lights. Oh, and I have three huge, I have a huge window and then two smaller windows. So I knew that I didn't need more light, um, can light, because I'm not going to be cooking in that room or doing any like, you know, really like tasks, you know, it's just more to sit down and relax Mm -hmm. and have a conversation. And hopefully both parties look good in that lighting. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. Just meant to flatter, really. <laughs> um, so anyway, I think just make sure that if those if those um, can placements are like every four feet, I'd stretch them out to two. Yeah. I'd stretch them out two more feet and get at least six feet. Yeah, and yes. I love that you didn't put cans in there. You know, and yeah. I think as you go through the rooms in your house, if it is small enough that that center center fixture is going to give enough light, or with sconces or with lamps, it's enough. Then you're done. You can yeah. walk away. Yeah. Um, if you, again, if it's huge and you need more perimeter lighting or like art, if you want to like, you know, spot those on the ceiling, do that for sure. But yeah. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy earth bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, it's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats, and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self care your sleep health, if you just head over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. What were you going to say, Cor? One thing that always bugged me is I had three rooms that were kind of connected. There was like a wall in between in my old house and I had cans put in each of them And they just were never lined up. So if you look down that one space, it'd be cans and then they'd (laughs) shift over two feet and then kind of back over. And I, so maybe, yeah, I know. I hate it. (laughs) So if you're ever going, if you're like have an existing home and you're going to put cans in places that are not, make sure from room to room, they're like lined up. Cause it was, maybe I'm just Mm -hmm. OCD, but it like bugged the heck out of me. No. And it should bug the heck out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me one quick note, speaking of lining up. So you're going to want to pull those cans out away from the wall um, because that beam spread is six feet. So I'd say you're going to, or eight feet, maybe pull those cans away from the wall at about three feet because you want it to wash the wall, but it's also going to create arcs on the wall where it's hitting it. 
So we don't want to create a lot of that if it's too close to the um, mm -hmm. to the wall. I think Mark yeah. said not more than five feet from the wall. Perfect. So that's perfect. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, perimeter of the rooms, but, um, you know, like probably three feet away from the wall or something like that. That's great. Um, okay. Let's also define uh, task lighting as we're talking about sort of layering lighting in. We've talked about cans and the main fixture, which is going to be like your chandelier. Um, and then there's things like um, task lighting. So there's accent lighting as well that we should talk about. So accent lighting, I think, being sconces, mm -hmm. both sides of the fireplace, yeah, up uh, above. I think up stairwells will add yeah. sconces. I think that's a beautiful way to illuminate kind of those spaces that are hard to treat mm -hmm. with just art, right? Yeah, good so, point. I mean that. The art light has become... Like such a major thing Man. in the last decade. All art collectors. Yes, yes, very big art collectors. Um, people are doing those on the faces of their built-ins, the art light, which I think is really lovely. Um, and then also, if you know that there's going to be like a big, large painting in your entryway, we could you could mount that right to the sheetrock and mm -hmm. really beautiful. Um, I think we've talked about this before, but your art heights in general, you're going to want to do those... Um, from the floor up, I like six feet off the ground. Six feet or know. 60? 60. 60 inches off the ground. Sorry. Yeah. So that's five feet off the ground. So, so that's right at your, around your eye levels. And that's for the center of the piece of art. Center. Yeah. So the um, subject of the art should be, it should sort of hover right there at your eye level. Mm -hmm. so, I'm 57. Sue's magic number is 57 off the yeah. ground. Yeah. So if you know like the, what the piece of art is that's going in the entry, then you could factor for hanging that art light a couple inches above the frame mm -hmm. and that should shine really beautifully on the piece of art or the family photo or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. We've so. also been adding sconces, um, kind of even flanking the range. If we have like yeah. open shelving, we'll put like a little art light or something above there just to accent if we're going to throw an art piece of art there or just like if we don't have shelving at all we'll still I think we did this in a couple recent projects mm -hmm. and we just love it yeah it just gives such a pretty glow we also love um putting a sconce on both sides of the mirror in any bathroom yeah. we like that better than the ceiling than the sconce one above the mirror the shadow we, maker the, the shadow <laughs> the halloween face maker yes. Yeah, it's not flattering. Um, it's not that interesting. If you don't have room, then we do it. And we, you know, we try and get as much illumination as possible from up there. But really the most flattering light is if you can get it on both sides of your face when you're getting ready in the morning. So we're pretty much doing that across the board in all of our projects. Mm -hmm. um, other um, task lighting would be um, if just like lamps. If you're um, going to be doing a task in a certain room. Mm -hmm. One thing that's kind of a hard um, thing to figure out, if you're not using a designer on your project, make sure and talk to your architect about even getting in floor outlets on your floor plans. Because, for instance, um, if you are working in an office, your desk is most likely in the middle of the room, which means all of your stuff needs to plug in somewhere. And we usually like to sort of put an outlet near one of the legs of the computer so that you can kind of... Um, hide the cords kind of one leg down one leg and plug in right there so then it doesn't have to fish over to the wall and create a tripping hazard so um, that's going to be your lamps your computers your chargers all of that 
um, we like to put that right right under um, sort of a front right leg or left leg, depending on of what the, the desk uh, of the desk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending on what the viewpoint of the room is, you want to sort of hide it away from the eye as you come in. So yeah. we're um, always trying to hide lamp cords. Yes. Always. Story of our lives. Yeah, definitely. 2021. Definitely. Tesla, funny, please though. make a cordless lamp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bothered. Totally. And, oh, a, and a cordless still hairdresser. This, we're still having this conversation. Hair, hair dryer. Lamp cords. Ooh, but a cordless hairdresser. Hey, <laughs> that would be nice. Do that, do that too, Tesla. <laughs> I love it. Um, anyway, yeah. So getting task lighting um, mm-hmm. where you want it, uh, I think is really great too. Yep. And I think we've mentioned this too, um, that every seat should have a light to turn on. Yes. Nobody does that by the way. Yeah. No. So if you have a sofa, you're probably, you're going to have a light on each end of that sofa, be it a table lamp on top of a table or a floor lamp kind of hovering over so you can do your needle work while the football game's on. I don't know, whatever. Um, Or if you don't have that, you can have it on a console behind you, you know, behind that sofa. But I just think that's, that's so important because if you're just in there by yourself, you don't have to have all the lamps, everything on but you can have something for you to actually do what you're needing to do by that chair. If you yeah. have like two chairs and like on either side of a side table, you, you would want more than just the one lamp on the side table. I think they can share. Okay. Shared lamp. Yeah. yeah. Shared lamp. Lovers, okay. lovers chairs. Lovers lamps. <laughs> the lovers toilet. Yes. Make sure and Google that on SNL, the lovers toilet. That's a very funny skit. Um, yeah. They can share a lamp. Okay. For sure. That's great. But yeah, people always forget to put, it's weird. They forget to put case goods in a room. They have a big sectional and a chair in the corner and maybe a, an ottoman in the middle and no side tables and no lamps oh. when we go into their homes. And we're like, where do you put your drink or your cell phone? They, or, can, they can hold it. They're like, they, well, they squeeze the drink between their knees. Like, every, <laughs> like, like they're driving a car. <laughs> they're like, this is a home, people. And then they hear a shot in the night and the drink spills. Yeah. Everyone's oh, after. Yeah, or or they're te- or they're like putting it down on their carpet, and you're like, oh, don't do that. That That's could tip. Funny. I know. Yeah. I, I just pictured you coming over to my house and me making you hold a glass in between your knees. That yeah. is funny. Seriously, I want everybody to look around right now in their family room. How uh, if if the whole room were full and everybody had a drink in their hands, would everybody be able to set their drink down without standing up? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you want to be comfortable or put their cell phone down. Yeah. You know, where are they going to put that? A cross to tree. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Susan's over here crafting. <laughs> she is a grand millennial. <laughs> cross stitching those quirky sayings on those pillows. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Totally. Oh, shoot. Good times. I That's gave funny. Sue a cross stitch once <laughs> for her cork board above her desk. What did it say, Sue? The rug really pulled the room together. Yeah. It was a saying from the great Lebowski. <laughs> So anyway, good. it's really it's funny, funny when it's cross favorite. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Back to the podcast. <laughs> um, okay. One major mistakes when not using a designer for lighting, we space plan and the plan and, and the place for the lighting accordingly. So we always know where we're going to have a lamp and that helps us know if we can get to a wall with that lamp cord or if we need to get a floor outlet in. Yep before building if you have to add an outlet afterward it costs a thousand dollars so don't do it i mean or do do it you know yeah. depends on what a thousand dollars means to you but if you can get it in in the build and get it in the right spot 
That will be it's a, only seventy five dollars if you get that. Yes, yeah. it will be yes. a major cost savings. So consider that when you're building. Yes, um, cabinetry lighting. Sue Hall, what are your opinions on cabinetry lighting? <sighs> we have some. Okay, so I would say I don't know when I first got out of design school and we were like first starting. I think we did under cabinet lighting. I think a lot of people have it. Not that it's a bad thing. We're just not doing it as much anymore. And that's the under cabinet lighting that runs along the bottom of those upper cabinets in your kitchen. What we're doing now is obviously we have lighting, beautiful lighting pendants over the island. If you have a glass cabinet, we will do not a puck light. Hear me, hear me again. Okay, so you have a glass cabinet displaying grandmother's china. Mm-hmm. We're not going to put a puck light up above there because I don't want to see a light source. We are going to have a hidden channel tracing along both sides of that upper cabinet. That's just going to be an ambient light for all the shelves that are mm. happening in there. Gorgeous. We don't want to see the light source. Just I don't want to see the light source. Glow. Yes. Yes. The, yeah. Baby like angel that. glow. So that's what we're doing. We're really not doing the under cabinet mm-hmm. anymore. And again, they've routered out a channel to lay that LED. Um, that little rope light. Yeah. They lay that into the channel counter, sink it in. And then it all glows like a baby angel, like yeah. Sue Hall said. Yeah, or, or if you have a face frame, it could be tucked behind that as well. There it is. That's how I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. So, Just like that. Yeah. I like that. Do you have any other words you want to do to describe to the people that might not know what um, that means? No, a face frame is uh, the wood that cases the outside of the cabinet so you don't see like the sheeting good that the box is made out of. That makes sense. Your yep. door either sits on it or sits in it. Um, Got yeah. it. So you're doing it right around the face frame. So it re- that would really shine back on the mm-hmm. beautiful dishes in a lovely way. Yep. And then you, when you're looking into the cabinet, like up at it, yeah, there's no light it. source. Yeah. Gorgeous. Nice. Core. Clever cat. Yep. Talk to this guy. Yeah. He knows what to do. Yes. Can you give the people your cell phone number? <laughs> 801. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, okay, what else do we want to tell them about lighting? Architects typically put it. in too many can lights. Um, <laughs> Architects put too many can lights. One interesting thing that we'll hop back to can lights just for a second that I thought was interesting is that they were initially designed for basements because mm. basement to ceilings used to be too or shorter, right? Yeah. And so you, whenever you drop a ceiling fixture in a basement or a ceiling height that's too short, you're you know obstructing you know, through your sight line. Pulls your ceiling down. It pulls your ceiling down. Mm -hmm. Bummer. So anyway, that's why they had cans so that they would stay flush with that ceiling plane. So it makes your ceilings feel taller. Yes. Yeah. If you have too many can lights, throw a dimmer on those bad boys. Always. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I mean, I, I like to have dimmers on as many lights as I can because you don't need as much light at night. Or if you're wanting to relax, it's just like, well, you just turn all the lights off. You like to have a little bit, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, when I had cans put in my front room in my old house, it was way too many cans for that room. It was nice, I guess, if we were cleaning or something. But at night, it was just like too much. So mm-hmm. bought a dimmer, put that in it. And it was perfect at night. So yeah, Martin Lawrence Bullard say that. Like, yeah, there's nothing that will kill the vibe of a party more than not having dimmers. So, hashtag social suicide or something. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Exactly. That was an old podcast. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love that. Yeah, Mark, our electrician, he said cans are for raising the roof. It provides light without diminishing height. So um, yeah, I think that's really great. And then he says no more than five feet apart from the wall um, on the can lighting. 
So that's great. And if, if you do have like a really tricky situation because you have an older home, maybe it's even a historical home and they, they used um, different types of insulation back then, there are even canless cans, he said, that you only need, I think, one inch of headroom mm-hmm. to be able to get those in. So if you're listening, you think, well, too bad for me because I have in this old home and I could never get a can up in there. There is a canless can. Um, so you can still get lighting in the ceiling and raise that roof, which is really, really great. I think one other um, note that we should make is to install a can if you live in a home that was done before cans were put in. Um, it's around 100 to $150 to install a can. That is for labor and all the gear yeah. um, to be able to do it. So it's, you know, it's a little bit of an investment, but it will really, really change the way that your room looks and feels. Yeah, and you can get the right temperature today and um, just get an all-over beautiful wash of light in a space. Um, and then that uh, smart switch or dimmer, installing one of those was about $85, 80, you said. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of gives you an idea of spacing, where to use cans, what temperature to use, how much it's going to cost, what cans are for. Um, yeah, I think that covers it. Any questions, Corey? I'm set. Thank you. Yeah, it's a wrap. Thanks for listening today, you guys. And we will catch you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 